headlines, keeping you informed about the important stuff. Good morning. This is Maria and Zara with your 9am Z lines. In local news, an Auditor General's report in Queensland has revealed that rape investigators are being hampered by a lack of qualified forensic staff. According to the report, rape victims are being left for hours in hospital waiting rooms wearing the same clothes that they were assaulted in. Dee McLeod from the Gold Coast Centre Against Sexual Violence backed the Auditor General's suggestion that the insufficient staff could have contributed to rape cases being dropped. Queensland drivers who use their mobile phones behind the wheel may soon be hit with a hefty on-the-spot fine. The Queensland Government's planned crackdown on distracted drivers would introduce a $1,000 penalty, more than double the current $400 fine. Queensland Transport Minister Mark Bailey said the measures are necessary to deal with the epidemic of distracted driving and is confident it will deter dangerous behaviour. To national news, according to an international study, the fate of coral reefs under climate change could improve if management efforts take evolution and adaptation into account. The University of Queensland's Professor Peter Mumby contributed to the pioneering Coral Reef Alliance study, which aimed to find ways to save the world's reef. According to Professor Mumby, the study has revealed that by making smart decisions now, conservation managers can generate the conditions that can help corals adapt to rising temperatures. Personal data from mobile phones, apps and GPS devices could be gathered by the Victorian government as part of a bid to monitor people's travel times and track, and track demand and punctuality of the state's public network. The information would be used to track where people are travelling to and from, including mode of travel, purpose and time as well as measure delays across all modes of transport. The move has attracted criticism with Liberty Victoria President Jesse Taylor saying it is a a significant step towards a surveillance stage and Victorians should be very wary. In international use, Turkish police have used tear gas to break up banned pride march in Istanbul which was calling for rights to gay and transgender people. Istanbul Pride organisers said that they would continue to fight to get sexual orientation and gender identity recognised in Turkish laws. Amnesty International say authorities rejected the suggested locations for the Pride rally, deeming the LGBT plus community as socially objectionable. Co-founder of Wikipedia online encyclopedia, Dr Larry Sanger, has called for all people to go on a 48-hour social media strike. Dr Sanger urges people to stop using social media for up to 48 hours later this week in an effort to force networks into restoring control of personal data to users. The strike aims to prompt large social media networks into granting people more control over their data. To the weather now. It's currently 16 degrees and cloudy with a top of 22 degrees expected for the day. This has been Zara and Maria with your 9am Z-Lines. To find out more on these stories, like and follow us on Facebook at 4ZZZ News. We'll be back at 10am with more Z-Lines.
left me Never had the love to reverse Never had the chance to progress Now that's you, man Want some sweet F.A.? Well, Fonzie Abbott Coffee Roasters are located at Fox Street, Albion. It's their roasting facility, so you can drop by and see where the magic happens. Pick up a bag of beans, grab a bite to eat, or just grab a coffee. Visit FonzieAbbott.com for more info, and make sure to follow them on Instagram for all the coffee porn you can handle. Fonzie Abbott, sponsors of 4 Z. Hi, and welcome to the Workers' Hour. Uh, I'm Bill, and uh, I'm here with Chris. Uh, Fergal's away at, at the moment, which uh, um, was the motivation for the songs. The uh, song that we played, it was a band that called These New South Wales because Fergal is down in New South Wales at Wollongong at the moment. So that was Nerve to Reverse by uh, These New South Wales. Hello to Fergal down there in beautiful Wollongong. So, uh, at once again, thanks to Unnecessary Knowledge and Branko for uh, helping us out and such a great show and also helping me out on the desk. Um, I'm here with uh, Chris. Um, hey, how's it uh, going? Yeah, and uh, well, we'll start off the, the show as as all these things should be started off was uh, to recognise the traditional owners of the land that we broadcast from, the uh, Yugoral and Yugoral peoples uh, whose uh, land was never ceded. Um, and on to um, with First Nation uh, Workers Action. Well, next week is NADOC week, so what we what we've decided is uh, next week we we want you to tune in. We're going to do a, a special First Nation uh, Workers Action uh, next week. Um, so more to that, uh, more on next week's uh, episode to come. Um, but I'm here with Chris, who's recorded an excellent interview with uh, Tari. Is uh, it? Ari, sorry. Ari, yeah, Ari. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, from the um, Rideshare Cooperative. Yeah, RDCQ. Um, okay. And, uh, well, let's get into it. And uh, first off, we've got a, a, a song. Here we go. Warning. This next song contains coarse language. If you're offended by this at all, then f*** the f*** off and listen to something else for a few minutes. Cheers.
Next time you need coffee for home, drop by the Coffee Roaster on the corner of Montague Road and Anthony Street West End to roast your own coffee. Their in-house designed and manufactured Piccolo Chinook small batch coffee roaster allows you to roast coffee the way you want in only 15 minutes. With the choice of over 50 coffee origins to choose from, you can roast an award-winning single origin or create your own tasty new blend. The Coffee Roaster, sponsors of 4ZZZ. Hi, welcome back to the uh, Workers' Hour. Uh, uh, we've been trying to get a hold of... Uh, uh, Janelle Jan from Respect. Janelle from Respect. Uh, that's just taking us a little bit of uh, time. So, meanwhile, we can uh, move on to uh, our Rideshare Union interview uh, done by Chris. Hey, uh, how's it going? Yeah, good. So, um, tell us a little bit about it. Give us a bit of an intro. All right. Well, um, I spoke to Ari Talon, who is currently the uh, organiser for uh, the RDCQ, which is Rideshare Co-op. Queensland. Um, basically, what they're looking to do is try and build up rights and support for rideshare workers within Queensland, or obviously nationally is the is the goal over, but Queensland for the moment. And so far, their focus has mostly been on grassroots sort of community organisation, getting drivers in to meet and greet. Because you know, like when Uber first started in the city, they had all their social gatherings and stuff, and they were getting drivers together, but. Now those things don't really happen due to the nature of how those things go. People start talking about wages, talking about salaries, things like that, and they want to organise. And that's mostly what Ari and I spoke about was the organisational efforts to try and get riders together. So a push for a union with our support from the uh, Transport Workers Union, TWU. Uh, that's sort of the uh, direction that they're heading in. That's what I uh, spoke to Ari about. All right, well, let's go to it. My name's Ari Talon. I'm a community worker, uh, community organiser, and um, yeah, I've been working with rideshare drivers around Brisbane uh, to set up an organisation to win workers' rights and yeah, create worker ownership within the, the platform economy that they work in. And yeah, I've been doing this for a few years and yeah, really learning a lot from drivers and about organizing the platform capitalism uh, economic challenges that we're facing and needing to work through and, and develop new ways of campaigning and, and organizing to uh, address. So Ari, um, what is the Rideshare Drivers in Cooperative Queensland and how did this start off? Yeah, so the Rideshare Drivers Incorporation Queensland is a, a organisation of rideshare drivers who have have come together out of a shared frustration about the exploitation that Uber and other platforms have put upon them through the total disrespect for the law in the way they've entered the market, um, but also the way that they've. Uh, exploited the, the you know the, the lack of uh, legal classification around workers uh, rights in the in between contracting and, and, and employees that fit underneath our award and yeah really just manipulated drivers through algorithms and, and app software configurations to to really make them compete against one another and work themselves to the bone so yeah it's an organization that has come together to yeah, bring justice um, to the laws uh, around the, the wages uh, and conditions that drivers receive, but also with a longer-term vision that um, that rideshare drivers see these platforms as very simple 
technologies. It's something that drivers could easily own themselves and, and develop a, a worker owner cooperative to, to manage. And so that's the long-term vision that allows drivers to create a community of shared owners and to develop the standards and hold one another accountable to those standards of, of service and, and quality um, that they all want to you know, achieve within their work. Um, but also give them that balance between freedom of flexibility of when they work, but security of, of achieving a you know minimum uh, amount of uh, pay per hour that's going to give them a, a quality life, that's going to give them a, a fair pay for fair work. So when will the RDCQ be launching and accepting memberships? The RDCQ started about a year and a half ago and we've got collaborative kind of groups uh, in other states around the country and we've kind of been in formation but only about two or three months ago um, did we start accepting financial members so yeah we our membership's 48 dollars a year and that's basically all going towards the the campaigning that we're doing um, which is led and uh, directed by drivers uh, we meet monthly at the Amelie mcdonald's and yeah right now we're going to be soon launching a campaign to get Minister Mark Bailey to put a cap on rideshare driver and taxi driver licenses so they're called driver authorities so that there's not an oversupply of, of drivers in the market which means we have a lack of work for drivers in terms of having a secure income but also safety on our roads because right now they're getting increasingly congested because there's more and more drivers driving around unnecessarily trying to get work and so it's a really unsustainable situation both for our roads but also for drivers income so yeah we're really hoping to build that campaign and, and win more and get that uh, law changed uh, as soon as possible by the state government Given the nebulous nature of having an app as a boss, how will your organisation differ from traditional forms of organisation and from other groups such as unions? So there's two parts to that. The first part is the organising. Um, so the way we're uh, approaching it in terms of finding a place where we can, you know, work with, you know, communicate with drivers and, and build that rapport with them to get them on board is by working through different faith and community groups where there's a lot of drivers in those communities and building relationships with those to, to try and build a sense of um, support within them for their drivers who are part of their community and, and recruit them into more kind of regional groups uh, where they might meet up for coffee once a fortnight or um, you know, be in a message chat group where they support one another and provide that mutual aid. Doing that and going to big events where we can fly drivers and, and have conversations with them is going to be the main strategy. In terms of uh, having an app of a, as a boss, it's, it's, it's a huge problem and it's a huge opportunity in the sense that drivers don't have much of a, of a say. They don't get much feedback. They don't get much response when there's problems from the platforms. And that's really isolating. That's really atomizing. They, they feel alone and, you know, pushed, just not, not cared about, even though they've got so much insight and so much wisdom about how the service could improve or how the app could improve. And so that's the opportunity of creating a platform where all that uh, information and ideas is, is able to be shared and used to develop the, the quality of the service and the quality of the app so that it isn't this, this nebulous relationship with a program, but it's a, a program that's being cooperatively managed by a community of drivers in a real place. 
Do you feel that the model that rideshare companies run off is inherently exploitative in nature? It's it, the way they've done it is inherently exploitative. They've really disrespected taxi drivers. Although taxi drivers were, you know, given warnings by governments that rideshare was coming, the way they came in um, and broke the law and created such a disruption in the market was really was really disruptive and really caused a lot of pain for a lot of drivers. In terms of uh, impacting drivers, absolutely, they have resisted regulation. They have resisted legal change at every step of the road. Uh, they have resisted dialogue with drivers and after the first couple of years that they stopped organizing social events because they stopped wanting drivers to meet one another because they knew they'd organize is this uh, the rideshare companies yeah this is the rideshare companies they they prevent drivers from coming to from any sort of organized community of events and they even prevent drivers from having the repeated customers uh, as so as to prevent a driver forming a relationship with a customer as is in their right as a business owner that that's what the driver is and so this is where the legality of the driver as a, a contractor is has been interpreted by the court so far in Australia in, in such an incorrect way because they are entirely dependent on the platform for their work. They do not get to create a relationship with the customer for any support from the app. The app prevents those kind of things and so the freedom of developing one's enterprise is totally restricted and by the app and in that way it's it's totally exploiting exploiting their, their monopoly on the market that Uber still controls about 80% of the market and that the people working in this industry are very desperate. Generally they're unemployed for up to a year before starting to do driving. Often they're from you know migrant backgrounds so lacking uh, awareness about rights often or so it's a really manipulative operation they run so in your words what are the uh, long-term goals of the rdcq yeah so we uh, are aiming to to change the legislation around the the amount of drivers uh, in the market so that there's a cap we want to make the information and data that platforms have accessible to drivers so they know uh, the nature of their work and how much they're earning and we want to of course change the the law in regards to the classification of, of rideshare drivers and other gig workers so that they can enjoy the benefits of superannuation of annual leave of pay when they're sick uh, and, and minimum wages uh, while still having uh, the flexibility to work uh, responsibly and at uh, different points throughout the day as is possible and the way we see that is possible in in a way that respects them and gives them a sense of pride and community in the long term is through setting up a platform cooperative the transport workers union has been really supportive helping us with flyers and printing banners and supporting us in organizing and they've offered a um, discounted rate of membership to receive union benefits for RDCQ members. So that's really exciting to see the TWU support the organization of this kind of new new era of workers. And once we build momentum in partnership with the TWU, we'll start looking at how they can set up a, a driver-owned platform. And yeah, so we're um, gonna be launching a, a, a big campaign around getting a cap on licenses uh, in, in the coming weeks. So we ask you to keep an eye out for that on social media and head to our website, www.rdcq.org.au. Sign the petition and share it. 
We're going to be um, looking for endorsements from other politicians and organisations and getting different unions and uh, organisations on board to help us with that campaign and hopefully get some policy change happening at the ALP State Conference um, coming this August. And if we can do that, then that's going to be a big move to uh, getting some stability within the driver community uh, and, and, and organising further and start targeting the, the federal laws that will give classification to gig workers so that we can start winning some, some basic workers' rights for them. Oh, welcome back to the Workers' Hour uh, on 4ZZZ, 102.1 FM. It is where it is, 9 and 24 a.m., and um, I'm joined in, uh, uh, I'm with Chris. Thank you for that wonderful uh, interview there, Chris. No worries. Abby. And we're joined on the phone uh, by with Janelle from uh, Decrim and Respect. Hi, Janelle. Hi. Thanks for having me on the show. No worries. It's, it's great to, to have you there now and hear you there online. Uh, um, thank you for being patient with my uh, learning the uh, technical uh, details of uh, this interview. Uh, fantastic to no have problem. you there. So could we, we just start out with a, 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 a bit of an introduction of yourself and respect. Um, can you let us know what, what, what you're about and your overall struggle? Absolutely. So Respect is Queensland's sex worker organisation. Um, everybody who volunteers, is part of the membership, is on staff or on the elected committee at Respect are sex workers. Um, so if you like, we're sex workers doing it for ourselves. We, um, we're joined by a lot of sex workers from around the state who have um, come together to form the Decrim QLD campaign and that's the campaign fighting to change the really harmful and horrendous laws in Queensland. But Respect has four offices, one in Brisbane, Gold Coast, Townsville and Cairns and we also do um, regional and outreach trips around the state. We're a, a member of Scarlet Alliance, the National Sex Worker Organisation, and so we're all about um, changing how sex work is understood by bringing uh, real-life sex worker experiences to the table. We're about changing policy that gets in the way of sex workers being safe and we're definitely about ensuring that sex workers can operate safely. And so we, um, we stock condoms and safe sex equipment. We have resources that we've developed around a whole range of issues. And we do referrals to other organisations so that sex workers can access services um, without being treated um, badly or without experiencing stigma and discrimination which is a real issue for sex workers that that sounds awesome you know i'm very similar to a lot of uh, other organizations that, that i know of uh, i.e unions exactly yeah. what you are <laughs> yeah. all right well and and at the part of that campaign that overall campaigning is uh tomorrow night there's the uh fixing fitzgerald uh, forum uh, we're at the um at the QUT School of Justice, Respect Inc. and Decrim Queensland are holding a special event to mark the 30th anniversary of the handing down of the Fitzgerald Inquiry Report in 1989. The event brings together six leading academics 
and industry experts to discuss sex industry law reform in Queensland. It's at 5.30pm tomorrow night, Wednesday 3rd of July at QUT Gardens Points. Now there are some amazing speakers on on that list, uh, Janelle. Um, Could you tell me a bit about them? Absolutely. So first up on, uh, we're having a welcome to country at the beginning of the event and then we've got two co-chairs who bring a lot of experience to the issue. Um, Mark has done a lot of research around the Fitzgerald um, era and Jules Kim who is a Korean-Australian sex worker who's also the CEO of Scarlet Alliance and um, has been involved in lots of migrant and Asian sex worker um, projects and programs and research. And then first up, we've got Candy Forrest. Candy um, was a sex worker prior to the Fitzgerald um, report and then afterwards. So she brings a great perspective looking at other conditions for sex workers like now compared to beforehand and unfortunately she's stating very clearly that in fact there are greater police powers now and um, in fact in lots of ways it's much worse for sex workers now under the laws that effectively criminalise sex worker safety strategies. We've also got um, Elle, who's a trans sex worker and is looking directly at the changes made to um, decriminalise um, homosexual activity back in the day, back in 91. And at that time, just after the Fitzgerald inquiry recommendations came out, those recommendations included removing police from the regulation of the sex industry and also taking a civil and decriminalised approach to regulation. And Al's looking at that moment as a time of, you know, great potential when everyone thought at last this kind of heavy-handed policing approach was going to end. But unfortunately, the laws that were introduced in 92 that criminalised sex worker safety strategies and then the laws in 1999 that are a licensing framework have effectively resulted in 80% of the industry being forced to work um, outside of the legal framework. So Al's also talking about how things are worse off now. We've also got some great um, people from uh, speaker, Lisa from UQ. She was very involved in um, research on the decriminalised sex industry in New Zealand. And so she's comparing things over there to what's going on here right now and definitely indicating from a public health perspective the great value of decriminalising the sex industry. We've also got Erin who's speaking. Her um, research is around the impact of anti-trafficking discourse, um, if you like, redirecting energy away from looking at um, issues for sex workers. And um, we also have two other great speakers. Um, Katie, who is looking at shifts in approaches to legislation of sex work globally. And then... Vicky, who um, is from the Asian-focused um, project at Respect. Um, Vicky is a Thai speaker and is totally on top of what's happening for Asian and migrant sex workers here in Queensland. 
and um, she's going to be talking about people's um, first-hand experiences of the excessive targeting by police of Asian sex workers in Queensland. All right, that's, that sounds good. Great sum up there too. You've you've even answered a couple of my questions. I I, I had there ready for you, which is uh, excellent. Um, so, um, uh, mo- moving on to. Can I um, tell you? Hello. Yeah. Can I tell you? Just can I add just to yeah. that a little bit? I guess probably for most listeners, um, all of this terminology that we're using around what the laws are is probably confusing, and it's probably helpful for people to know that. The licensing framework in Queensland was meant to regulate brothels, um, but it's only resulted in 20 licensed brothels in the state. And so all of the other types of sex industry business models, massage parlours, escort agencies, co-ops, BDSM parlours, or sex workers working in co-ops, they're all criminalised in Queensland right now. And when we say our safety strategies are criminalised, what we mean is that's quite excessive. It's like if I'm to text another sex worker to say my client has um, arrived and then to say I'm okay when my client's left, that's criminalised. So is having a receptionist to organise my bookings, even using a driver another sex worker uses, and even sharing a workplace is criminalised. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's a tragedy the way that, you, you know, workers... Uh, are criminalised for the work that they do. You know, it's a, it's a terrible situation. Um, ha- how have you, uh, from the wider community and the, and the broader union movement, have you? Uh, do you get much support uh, from 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 different organisations and the like? Yeah, absolutely. Um, a bit surprising, actually. We went into this thinking that there'd be a lot of pushback. But we've asked people, um, we've provided an outline of the problems and also looking at the solution, which is the full decriminalisation of sex work in Queensland. And we've provided other organisations and unions with a briefing paper on the topic and asked them to consider the issue at their highest levels and to sign on to our campaign. And we've had over 20 organisations sign on so far, and that includes um, United Voice, Um, and the services union. So both unions um, considered that issue and looked at the workplace health and safety problems for sex workers and um, and agreed to our call for full decriminalisation of sex work in Queensland. So... um, we think actually there's a lot of um, a lot of people out there in the community who just don't know what's really going on with the laws. Um, people don't really understand. They see in their local paper that sex workers are advertising, or they drive past a you know a massage parlour or a brothel, and so they think that um, the sex industry must be already decriminalised. So when we talk to people about it, um, people are um, very supportive. And I think most people feel like you've described, you know, sex workers are workers. Like any other workers, um, we should have workplace rights and workplace health and safety. And having um, being, being in the criminal code and having the police um, as the regulators of your industry, as you can imagine, um, leaves you open to um, many forms of exploitation and harassment. 
But the real impact that's um, a tragedy, I think, for sex workers is that we, you know, none of us report crime. If we experience robbery or harassment um, or sexual assault or violence in our workplace, there's no way we would go to the police because that would be about making ourselves known to police and likely to experience, um, you know, other surveillance or, you know, even deportation for Asian or migrant sex workers. So um, we're very keen for to be removed from the criminal code so that we have the same ability to, um, you know, have the right to report crime and expect that police will take those reports seriously. We know that there's already barriers for any woman to report um, sexual violence or crime to the police, but um, that it's um, many hundredfold, we think, for sex workers in Queensland. Awesome. Well, well, thanks for coming on. That was a, that's a great outlay. Now you, you're always going to get solidarity uh, from us here on the Workers' Hour. Um, hopefully, we'll we'll have you on again soon, and um, you can keep us up to date with uh, with the campaigning. Um, uh, so, well, I didn't. I should just mention finally that, yeah. of course, we've had some really great support from Unite and um, and from the Treat Retail Workers Union. So. Sorry to not mention those at the time, but I really, we really appreciate that support um, from you, Bill, and others um, that have really extended solidarity to us and even the MUA inviting us into their tent at May Day. So, yeah, thanks that, to all those supporters. That is great. I, I just love solidarity and, um, yeah, I'll shout to all workers. And, uh, yeah, I've had some great times with uh, uh, in solidarity with, with the workers and... Uh, uh, hopefully there's more to come. So uh, thank you so much for coming on the show, uh, Janelle. Thanks for having me. No worries. Uh, and uh, we'll, we'll go to a, 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 a song that was uh, chosen by Alina, who's a, the state coordinator. Uh, it's uh, Blondie, Call Me.
safety illegal for sex workers in Queensland. It makes no sense to me, but it's true. It's illegal to work in the same building as another sex worker. It's illegal to hire a receptionist. It's illegal to check in with another sex worker when your client leaves. It's illegal to use a driver that another sex worker uses and my boyfriend cannot be my driver. It's illegal to share overheads or work in pairs. It's illegal for me to text a friend my location. We all want to be safe at work. Stand with sex workers against harmful laws that make our safety strategies unlawful. Respect Inc. is a non-profit, peer-based community organisation focused on protecting the rights, health and well-being of Queensland sex workers. For more information, go to www.respectqld.org.au Portugal Z cares for our communities. So you welcome back to the Workers' Hour, where it is at 9.41 on 102.1 FM. Uh, yeah, so there's a, a, a good, pretty decent up, update on uh, what uh, sex workers are having to go through here in, in Queensland. It's, it's great stuff. Uh, yeah. Um, so and now we um, we can move on. We're going to move on to events now, and uh, we, we, workers' action will, will have to be next week because we just had so, such great uh, interviews that I wanted to to play and and to also uh, revolutionise my own radio performance by including a radio interview, uh, a phone interview on the radio, which is uh, great. I'm pretty happy I pulled that off. Um, so on to events where. Uh, one event that that we've been uh, talking a lot about here on the um, on the Workers Hour is the QTU uh, EB rally on the third of July, which is tomorrow. Well, the rally and strike have been averted. The government has come to the party on key issues. Finally, it's a solid. It's a win for union workers. There was. There's. I don't know exactly what they are, but there are four key issues um, that that the. Um, the teachers were after, and uh, yeah, the government's come to the party on on all. So the 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 strike has been avo- averted, and the, the 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 rally has been averted as well. I still wanted to go do a rally. Uh, Oh, I mean, you could you could try and swing one. I, I try could take my family one. out with some banners and just go, yay for yay for for teachers, you know. So, but uh, you know, great stuff to the teachers, and um, you know they deserve everything. You know, my partner was up work. It's school holidays, mm. and my partner was working on. Uh, she's a teacher, and she was working on stuff yesterday. Yeah, so, like, so yeah. The, the workload is absolutely ridiculous, and, yeah. and for unpaid work as well, like outside of work, like hours where you're supposed to be at work, like no one else would be expected to work like that. And it's bloody asinine, but teachers are. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. All right, you're going to help us out with, oh, yeah, with yeah. some of these? All right, well, uh, next up, this Friday on the 5th of uh, July, between 5 p.m. and 7 p.m., there's a Stop the City to Stop Adani again rally at uh, Brisbane Square. Yeah, yeah they're, they're being building. That's gone from... I, I was writing something about it yesterday because I've been to everyone. There's been Rafu members, uh, retail and fast food workers members uh, at each and every one of those, and it's gone from dozens to hundreds to thousands 
Let's see 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 what happens at the next one. Absolutely, absolutely. I, I think it's very interesting to watch and see how these events develop. Like we've seen that the state government clearly doesn't care what we think, and so as these things get bigger and bigger, it'll be interesting to see you know what they think as more and more time goes on until you know eventually we just take action for ourselves. That's exactly right. Well, we we could mention Hong Kong here, couldn't we? Well, we could you, mention Hong Kong. You know, like the solidarity of workers over there who are invading Parliament and everything. You know, that's you know like. Well, that's the only way that they're going to... These, these big business, these these governments, the only way they're going to listen to us is when we stand up and we fight back. Absolutely, and we're louder as a group than we are as individuals. Brilliant. Now, uh, and, uh, on to uh, a, a, a forum organised by the Cloudland Collective, uh, which is the Jobs, Climate Change and Social Justice. Where to from here, which is at the Boundary Hotel, July 7th, at 3 p.m., where uh, yours truly is speaking, along with uh, Bob Carnegie and Moira Williams. It's a good lineup. That's yeah, near your lineup. place, too, isn't it? Yeah, Boundary's, Boundary's just in West End. All right, sounds good. I'll have to see you there. Okay. And then uh, there, there's a, a rally, Six Years Too Long. Uh, Close Manus and Nauru bring them here, which is a rally at Queens Park Saturday, twentieth of July two thousand and nine. Well, of course, this year from two till four p.m. After that, we have uh, the Recklink Community Cup. Uh, Recklink began twenty-five years ago in Melbourne, and is a media versus musos AFL match to raise money to support youth through sport. The Brisbane game will be held on July 28th. The venue's still to be announced, so please keep an eye on social media for that. And the workers hour will be contributing by officiating the match. Ooh, yep. that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, well, I'm going to be the umpire. <laughs> so, yeah, we're, we're, yeah, I was there at training again on Sunday. They're, they're a great a great bunch uh, of, of musos and media. Mm-hmm. Um, um, there's some great camaraderie in there. I, I'm really enjoying it. And and the body the, the the exercise the body's loving it I think you know <laughs> uh, I, I I feel like today I feel pretty good and uh, the body's holding up so it'll be good to get the heart pumping again and uh, and to be out there um, uh, footy for footy's sake and mm. uh, but actually footy for kids' sake where they're raising money to uh, support support troubled kids and support um, uh, you know kids that need help so um, I'm, we're, we're uh, and um, uh, of course I'm going to be wrapping uh, uh, Fergal into doing something that maybe we could get you there in there too Chris oh we'll see how we go yeah we'll see how we go <laughs> well uh, I'm going to do a track for us all now and uh, um, it, it is uh, 9.46 on uh, the workers hour on 4 triple Z.
asking for? Part of West End is the bar to get your entertainment fix. It's really as simple as beer and live music, and all the while celebrating everything rock and roll. The Bearded Lady can be found at 138 Boundary Street, West End. Check out the website, thebeardedladywestend.com.au, and you can find us on Facebook for opening times and all upcoming gigs. The Bearded Lady is a proud supporter and sub-discount outlet of Community Radio 4 Triple Z. And welcome back to the Workers' Hour, where you're with uh, Bill and Chris. It is uh, 9.50 on this uh, wonderful Tuesday morning on 102.1 FM uh, for Triple Z. And uh, uh, all we've got left is now is to talk about uh, what we're going to do next week. Um, Bill, before we talk about what we do next week, have you considered getting rid of Fergal or myself and getting another co-host by the name of Ted? Ted? Yeah, so you, know, you could be Bill and Ted. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, right. Well, there was the other one that I always used to get was was Ben. Where's Ben? Oh, Flowerpot Man. Yeah, the Flowerpot Man. <laughs> so, yeah, but Bill and Ted's crazy journey. Of that, well, Bill and Fergal's crazy journey on 4 Triple Z. Yeah, Bill and Fergal crazy. Those are the words that go together. Yeah, <laughs> yes, definitely so. Well, so um, next week uh, we've lined up a, a couple of great interviews once again. So there won't be no workers' action, uh, but that's to come. Um, so next week uh, we, we're going to ha- um, – we're pretty sure we're going to have a chat with uh, Josh Cullinan, the uh, – uh, the secretary, national secretary of the retail and fast food workers union. Uh, we've also got a, uh, uh, an official of the uh, media entertainment arts alliance who are coming on um, for workers um, update. And uh, also there's a, a workers update special for NADOC week, uh, which will be uh, all about uh, first nation workers standing up and fighting back. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that's all next week. Uh, I think um, we, we we've got a couple of tracks here to play. So um, before we take you on to uh, Zedline and the Echo Boomer, uh, Echo Boomer, uh, I'm sure around here, uh, ready and waiting to go. Um, so uh, I, I'll um, I'll put you into uh, uh, this tr- next track is uh, a band that I like. Uh, this is my pick, Interpol, a fine mess, which probably sums up today's show.
and welcome back to the uh, Workers' Hour on 102.1 FM 4ZZZ, where it is 9.56, and, uh, well, that's it for the show. Uh, we're about to hand over to uh, Echo Boom, um, and uh, they're ready to go. Um, so thanks for coming on, Chris. It was no worries, good to have no, you there. Thank you very much for having me. No, no, it was great. Just support alone, and then a bit of uh, input as well. Thanks. That's an excellent interview. Now, that... that that brings us on to exactly what uh, um, we want here at the Workers' Hour uh, to contribute uh, um, to Four Triple Z is uh, Chris is he's he's become a member or he was already a member of Four Triple Z and uh, he's already a subscriber and now he's registered for the training. He said, "Bill, I've got oh, Bill and Fergal. We've got this. I've got this excellent interview lined up." And uh, before you know it, he's on the radio. There I am. That's yeah. that's the way it goes. So get in, uh, get get online check it all out um, so that's it for us here on the workers hour uh, we're going to we, we should have played this in our first song but in our first show but uh, here it is now in all its glory Oh 